You're standing in a data center. The biggest infrastructure ever created by humans, the cloud, lives here. Building an environment like this is a feat of engineering. It powers AI, IoT, virtualization, crypto, the metaverse, to name a few technologies. Some of the solutions to the world's most urgent problems of our time, like climate change, disease, and feeding the world, are being mapped out here. It powers the apps on your phone, online banking, and businesses large and small globally. It's enormously complex. This is the Tech Barometer Podcast. I'm Jason Lopez with another in our three-part series on data centers as seen through the eyes of Harmel Chatha, Director of Global Data Center Operations for Nutanix. In this episode, the challenges of building a data center during the pandemic. We run one of the largest private clouds based off of Nutanix, and that's our entire software development platform. Before there was any notion of the threat of a new virus, Harmel's team was planning a couple of data center build-outs. The existing data center environment had to continue. Still, in one of his larger data centers where the company's critical development platform ran, they managed to build out a megawatt of power space cooling each year during the challenges of a pandemic. You can't travel, you can't be hands-on, because anytime you actually do a data center build-out, it's very physical. For a guy like me that's been in the industry for quite some time, I like to see it getting a build-out. I like to be hands-on. I like to course-correct if anything doesn't look right. But in this situation, obviously I couldn't do that. In Harmel's words, trust the process. I had to trust my team on the ground. I had to trust the relationships I had with the data center provider and with the contractors and the cabling companies and the entire supply chain. Trust them to like order the right parts, deliver the right parts, install it the way I want it installed and get it done in a timely fashion. Let's say you were going to build a data center. What are some of the things you have to think about? You have to go find the data center to host your gear. That would be step number one in a traditional process if I was doing this from scratch. It's often not enough to know the equipment and how to hook it up. Building a data center requires coordination with the data center provider, and he knew the facility and knew the people who were managing the space. And he had already been there and seen the environment firsthand, so he didn't have to meet and see it again. So again, he trusted the process. Trust the data center provider you already have experience with, you already have a relationship with. That kind of takes care of your power, your cooling, your space, your physical security. The next is really standing up the environment. And by the environment, I mean cabinets, in-rack PDUs, your containment, your wire cabinets. When the truck backs up and delivers the gear, you now have a floor full of boxes of servers, cables, switches and racks. You can connect everything out of the box, but Harmel says his environments are custom designed. We call it a hyper-dense data center environment that's a little bit custom tailored to our HCI platform. Having already done that, I didn't want to change up the model. There's always 2.0, 3.0. We went with a model here that absolutely worked. So for us to stand up one megawatt space was already vetted, locations already vetted, and then it was just a, a matter of how many racks we can order, how many PDUs we can order, 
the containment, how we do hot aisle containment, how do we take care of that, the wire racks, and then cabling itself. Cabling means structured cabling from your core networking components to each of your top of racks, and then from top of racks connecting into the servers. In the first build-out in 2020, the pandemic hadn't been going on long enough to affect the supply chain. All the gear showed up without any problems. Then came the issues as far as the build-out goes, because in the data center, you have a couple of different teams that come in and do the work for you. One is the team that mounts the racks, does all the physical build-out of installing the power busway, installing the racks, installing the hot owl containment for you and the basket tray. So that phase was, you know, it took a little bit longer due to resource constraints. They needed to connect the electrical distribution system, known as a busway, to the facility's uninterruptible power supply. But they couldn't find electricians. People just weren't available. They weren't taking work that they didn't want to take. They could pick and choose. I want this job. I don't want that job. That was a challenging factor, working and trying to find electricians. And contractors couldn't freely come in and go out. And obviously, a lot of them were contracting COVID as well. But we were able to, you know, work with our data center provider. And these data center providers are not small. I mean, they've got massive campuses, essentially, with lots and lots of power, multi-digit megawatts of power. In addition to the challenge of getting electricians, there was also the matter of cable management. Anyone who's ever connected a large home theater, multi-room, audio, and video setup will know that organizing cable makes the difference between a crisis or an easy upgrade down the road. In a data center, that's unimaginably magnified. This is an art form. Like You don't just plug one cable to one top of rack switch. It's highly designed. Every port, every rack is connected into a specific port. And it's all based off automation, and we want consistency in that. We want it to look nice and beautiful, so if we ever have to troubleshoot something, it's easy for us to identify which cable to rip and replace. The second data center came a year later in 2021. It was based on the same architecture, one megawatt, 60 racks, four pods of 30 rack pods, and containment. But now Harmel's team was up against a big supply chain problem. A three-month project was stretched to nearly seven months, and some gear didn't arrive until 2022. What it taught me was you had to have the experience in the industry to be able to do this. You couldn't be just a newcomer and say, hey, I'm going to go and build out a one megawatt data center. If you didn't know how to do it, if you didn't have the industry contacts, if you didn't have a vetted architecture already, I don't think there is much success for anybody. So for me, it wasn't time to like pick a new supply chain vendor or a new hardware vendor. It was go with what you know and trust the process, trust the people that are helping you. Even if you did have to spend a little bit more money, success was better guaranteed than trying something new. He also points to large providers like Google, Microsoft, Facebook, and Amazon, which highly architect their spaces for efficiency and sustainability, saving space and power at every turn. That's the model we are trying to fall. You know, we're a mid-tier data center customer. We didn't want to do everything the traditional route. We kind of challenged ourselves back in 2018 when we 
re-architect our data center strategy and how we're going to do our deployments to really do it different, scale it out. The work that we put in then to design the data center environments now is what led us to succeed during the pandemic. Carmel Chatha is the global lead of Nutanix's data centers. This is one of three reports we've done with Harmel. In our other reports, we profile him and his role as a data center manager. And we also take a look at data center sustainability. You can find those at the forecast by Nutanix.com. I'm Jason Lopez. Thanks for listening.